brings us your word. Amen. Thank you, Kent. So I'm going to jump right into it. You know, we've been in the OT, as my father would say, in the Old Testament, sharing some great stories. And I was given the assignment about the Red Sea. And it's so funny how some of you are going into ministry and some of you may have been called into ministry. And as pastors, when we write our sermons, I found out that sometimes when writing the sermon, the message has to go to the messenger. Before it goes out to those that we minister to. So this morning, I'm going to come from the book of Exodus, the 15th chapter. And this chapter is a chapter of deliverance, praise, and worship. It's about the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea. And we know that God has performed so many miracles for them. But I want to talk about the previous chapter, chapter 14, before I go into 15. And it says, it talks about the extreme distress that Israel had to face when it came to them crossing the Red Sea. Pharaoh's pursuit of them, Moses' endeavors to encourage them. And imagine, if you will, as my father would say, in your sanctified mind, that you're in the wilderness. You've been in a place of dryness. Uh, you, 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 you think you're going to be all right. And then you come to this sea, this water. Now, they've already been through the desert, through the wasteland, only to come to it. And can you imagine, wait a minute, what are we from across a sea? And you ask, how in the world are we going to cross this Red Sea? This obstacle that seems so difficult to overcome. You see what happened to them, their focus was on the problem. And they forgot about the bigness of the God that they had served. So I want to ask you this morning, what is your Red Sea? What is your Red Sea that you think is so big that it's impossible that you think you can't even get over it? What is it? What is your Red Sea? You might be asking, how can I get across this thing in my life? Uh, the children of Israel probably wanted to ask, how do we go about doing a U-turn when there are two million people here? I want to encourage you this morning about some powerful reminders when it comes to you crossing your Red Sea. Remember when you are crossing your Red Sea, God knows what he's doing. Because in the word of God, it says in Exodus 13, even if the way he was leading, he said, so God led the people around by the desert road toward the sea. And even if the way he's leading doesn't seem to make much sense to you, and his timing might seem off to you. Remember, he's leading doesn't seem to make much sense. Or you have to wait that the journey is long and you're wandering in your desert place. It's the last thing you want to do. But one thing, trust him. Trust him. Always Trust him. He knows our way. He sees the big picture. He has good in store. And though it may not have been what we would have chosen or how we would have done things, 
We can thank him for his sovereignty. He cares for us and his leadership. Number two, I want you to remember when you are crossing your Red Sea, God leads our way. It says in Exodus 13, 21, by day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. God will not leave you to fend for yourself. Even when you're struggling, he tells us, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always, even until the ends of the world. He will lead us. He promises to. And we may not see him in a pillar of cloud today, but you can bet your bottom dollar. His word and the Holy Spirit guides our days. He is with us. He gives us wisdom. He provides direction so we never have to fear being left on our own to figure things out. He goes ahead of us. He walks with us. He guards our way from behind. His word gives us truth and life and shows us the way to walk in this world. Number three, I want you to remember when you're crossing your Red Sea and we see the obstacles, God sees the opportunities. He sees the opportunity. He will make a way where there seems to be no way out. The bigger the problem, the greater his ability to shine through it all. See, the Egyptians in Exodus 14 says, the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen and troops pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they came and camped by the sea. See, things were looking bleak. They were looking dark. But just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Come on, neighbor, God's got a plan. Now, I want you to say it like you mean it. Neighbor, God's got a plan. God's got a plan in your life. No matter how bleak it looks, no matter how dark it is, God has a plan. And the church said, remember when you're crossing your Red Sea. You can do one or two things. You can focus on the problem or you can choose to trust God. The Israelites were terrified when they saw the enemy coming their way. They doubted their leader. They questioned God. They complained. They grumbled. They panicked. And yet God didn't get mad at their humanity of fears. He only asked for their obedience and their trust. For in Exodus 14, it says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Young people, sometimes it's just good for you to get somewhere, sit down, and be still. Amen? Amen. Number five, I want you to remember when crossing your Red Sea, prayer is vital. Yet sometimes God says, it's time to get moving. God may ask for your stillness at one time, and you have to trust him the other times. And he may say, get going and keep trusting. God said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell the Israelites to get up and move on. Hmm. It's so important to listen to his voice, to know when to be still, and also to know when to get up and move forward. His voice will lead us. He never leads in confusion. He always leads with assurance and clarity. Number six, Remember, when crossing your Red Sea, God will work powerfully on your behalf, but he often asks for our obedience first. You see, I'm going through a Red Sea problem right now, and I was all over the place. I wanted to get mad. I wanted to say some stuff. 
I want to release the cracking. <laughs> How many been there? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But God said he wants your obedience first. He told the Israelites, uh, raise your staff. What he said to Moses, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea. And over the sea, it divided the waters so that the Israelites can go through on the sea on dry ground. Moses was asked to obey God's voice. And with staff raised and hand outstretched, God's mighty power unleashed. That sea not only divided, but the people walked right through on it on dry ground. Not even a hint of sinking sand. And as God's children, we aren't destined to walk in mud and mire. He dries up the path before us. So when we're heading out, be on firm ground. He is our sure foundation. Our obedience to his voice will always lead to a blessing. Finally, number seven, remember when crossing your Red Sea, God will stand between us and the enemy. We never fight alone. He told the children in Exodus 14, 19, the angel of God withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them. He will hem us up in all sides and keep us under his care. It doesn't mean we won't ever face the battle as Kent was praying. It doesn't mean you won't face cancer in your family. It doesn't mean you might not face death in a family. It doesn't mean that you might not fall out with your BFF and you're ready to throw in the towel and say, I don't need this kind of stuff. It doesn't mean thank you for your laughter. Because sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. Doesn't mean you won't face obstacles or a battle. But we can know that he is surely with us in the midst of us. Praise team, come on up. Once you have crossed your Red Sea, I want you to remember what the verse that I was given. Verses 20 through 21 in chapter 15. And the song of Miriam. Then the prophet of Miriam's, Miriam's Aaron's sister took a tambourine in her hand and all the women went out after her with tambourines and with dancing and Miriam sang to them, sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously, horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. I want you to remember young people, sing your song of thanksgiving when he brings you across your Red Sea. Remember to dance your dance of gratitude to the Lord for bringing you across your Red Sea. And lastly, remember that the Lord has triumphed gloriously for when you step across your Red Sea, 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 step in faith. For faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. You might not see God working, but step across your Red Sea. Some of you have gone through this semester thinking that you would never make it, but you stepped out on faith. My mama used to say, if you're scared, step scared. And when you step scared, step in faith. He gave me an acronym for faith. Forsaking all, I take him. Step across your Red Sea in faith. For when you do, you will rejoice. You will raise your tambourine and you will say, God, thank you for helping me to cross my Red Sea. God bless you this morning.
Amen. Receive the benediction. May God the Father prepare your journey as you cross your Red Sea. Jesus the Son guide your footsteps as you cross your Red Sea. The Spirit of life strengthen your body as you cross your Red Sea. The three in one watch over you as you cross your Red Sea. And on every road that you may follow as you cross your Red Sea, know that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are going with you. God bless you this morning. Amen.